Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. And both fan bases are trying to trounce the ethics of the other's program, which is freaking hilarious <laughs> with SI's Pat Forty. You go put on those uniform for the home state school. They'll love you forever. Here's Pat and Dan. All right. Welcome to the pod quarterback recruiting sorting itself out, Pat. The, yeah. The, the big names are coming off the board. Obviously Arch Manning last week. We had another on Sunday and it started a kerfuffle. <laughs> We're not opposed to kerfuffles here. This was a good kerfuffle, too, man. Good good neighborhood Donnybrook. Good neighborhood Donnybrook for Jaden Rashada, Pittsburgh, California, and is uh, considered, let's see, 24-7 as the seventh best quarterback, but uh, number 45 nationally. So uh, very good. He's one ahead of Eli Holstein. He's heading to Alabama. Highly coveted uh, recruit is headed to the U giving uh, a huge boost to Mario Cristobal's uh, program uh, and uh, potential elite quarterback that, well, everyone's always looking for. It's the most important position. These is the tend to commit early because, A, there's only so many slots. Like, no one's ever designed an offense with two quarterbacks. Yep. So Steve you know, Spurrier tried his best. <laughs> a few schools have tried, but it never really works. And so, uh, you know, they sort themselves out. So we're down to only a few guys left. Jaden Rashada commits to Miami. Michael Caspino, who is uh, with Forward Council in Newport Beach, California, apparently served as uh, has, has represented many top football and basketball prospects, according to On3. I'm reading this Jeremy Crabtree story. The rumor mill on on the Internet and, and on this On3 deal is that Miami mega booster John Ruiz is giving him $9.5 million, uh, but the Florida Gator Collective was willing to offer $11 million. Uh, both are above the $8 million that uh, Sully doled out for Nico. <laughs> <laughs> so big money's getting tossed around. Big money. Maybe. 9. Maybe. 5, 11. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Listen, you can never trust. I mean, who, who knows? Who knows what these deals are? Everyone's going to pump up what they're getting. You know, you want it out there. If, I'm not saying Caspino did this, but representing a top quarterback and you're saying you got guys $11 million deals, all of a sudden you're, some sophomore is going to be like, hey, let's go with this dude, right? Yep. Makes sense. So mm-hmm. Caspino says it's not true that Miami offered uh, more money. Jaden left millions on the table. Millions. This is Caspino to on three. He did not pick the highest offer. He went there because he loves Miami, the coaches, and the opportunity. I'm not sure if you're even allowed to agree to anything. You're not allowed to agree to anything until after you commit, I believe. I don't know. There are NCAA rules here, but whatever. He's, uh, then the Gator Collective said that uh, the report is all wrong and that they never spoke to Caspino about uh, Jaden Rashada. And then Ruiz says it's wrong and that isn't his thing. And, and, and everyone's arguing about how much money gave out. And Florida fans are mad at Miami fans. And Miami fans are mad at Florida fans. But they're not as mad because they got Jaden Rashada. And both fan bases are trying to trounce the ethics of the other's program, which is freaking hilarious uh, <laughs> in a historical context. And it was a very entertaining fight. <laughs> it was it's my summation. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. As a man who loves a good fight like you do, uh, this was definitely this was this enlivened Sunday. That's for sure. 
The squabbling back and forth, the trash talk at the end of this thing was so good. We had Edwin Pata from the, the Miami coaching staff tweeting a picture of The Rock, former Miami Hurricane football player, clamping shut the jaws of a gator. And he said, <laughs> back to work. So there's a, there was definitely some sack dancing going on from Miami here after this commitment. Uh, and then, yeah, when, when you get the Florida Collective issuing a statement on its involvement or non-involvement and, and casting a pretty broad aspersion that they weren't going to get involved in breaking state laws and NCAA rules, i.e. like some other people who may have gotten a player uh, on Sunday. That's kind of where we were with that. Now, talking to a few people around this, I mean, here's the let, thing. Let like, me give you one more Caspino quote, okay? Okay. Because yeah. he was seemed to be chapped at the Gators. Yes. Uh, Caspino, who the Gator, who Gator collector says they never spoke to about this, but Caspino said, Florida is the most dysfunctional collective in all of college football. I mean, this is where we're at in college football. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Not how good how good's your strength staff, your conditioning staff? No, no, no. How good's your collective? Yeah, no, and, a, and like a pseudo-agent is talking about this, yeah. like... <laughs> I plan on steering my clients away from them. From my standpoint, I never want to deal with them again. If it weren't for the collective that's completely dysfunctional in Florida, he probably would have been there. So he's, Caspino's taking shots at the collective. I may say this to Caspino. It's not about you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you think? Jesus. Come on, man. <laughs> if the kid wants to go to Florida, go to Florida and deal with it. That, like, I'm glad you don't like him. You steer your clients. Yeah. I mean, this is how recruiting has gone on forever. It's just yeah. Caspino's put it like it's not the the angry AAU coach who got dished <laughs> right. out or the agent that got his client stolen. So this is all just above the table stuff that went on forever. It's not about you. Anyway, there's that. But then there's the Gator Collector saying recent comments by California lawyer Michael Caspino have been brought to our attention. Gator Collective has never had any communication with Mr. Caspino about Jaden Rashada or any recruits. Rather. Gator Collective has refused to engage in any dialogue with Mr. Caspino on numerous occasions as Gator Collective does not approve of his tactics and has no, no interest in engaging activities which violate Florida law and NCAA interim policy and may put athletes' eligibility at risk. So there you go. All right, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, there. That's, I mean, like basically saying we're not getting in bed with this guy because it could lead to breaking of laws and rules, i.e., hey, Indy, are you paying attention to this? Can we interrupt the uh, UTEP night at the Slippery Noodle and get you guys down here maybe to, to look into this thing? It talked to a few people about this, uh, both Sunday night, Monday morning. And there's a lot of people out there who don't care a whole lot for Michael Caspino. I would say that. Yeah, you're, you're hearing things that are not maybe necessarily fully well-rounded. You hear from people who feel aggrieved or whatever, but some people said that Caspino hadn't been involved with Rashada for weeks. That This was Rashada and his family working on this, uh, where Ruiz got involved, might not have even involved Caspina. The uh, level of his involvement there, the amount of money was certainly disputed by some people I talked to, that they don't think that this thing was more than million and a half per year for four years, which would be six, not 9.5 or 11 or anything else. Uh, but there is, you know, certainly a belief that that there was a monetary offer that was made and likely accepted. You know, wouldn't this be the kind of thing that a school would turn another school in? The answer was, well, you never know. If things fall apart at that school. You may, you might, you don't want to burn a bridge with somebody who's going to hit the transfer portal. If the NCAA is out there as they have been publicly asking for the help of member institutions to turn in people committing violations in the NIL space, guess what? may not get as much help as you wanted there because there's always the chance that that player ends up at your school on the back end. So it's... Well, they uh, also could just follow Twitter. <laughs> they could. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> we used to do investigative reporting. You know how long it would take to get all of those statements? <laughs> yeah, weeks. <laughs> take weeks to be like, come on, you can tell. Eh, it's right. like, and instead, they're just throwing numbers. It's all... Eh, within 20 minutes... Is, you feel bad kind of for the kid. He commits. I mean, it's an exciting day. I he, Yeah. Some kid from Pittsburgh, California just made X number of dollars. I don't care yeah. whether it's $15 or $15 million, Whatever. Great day. And he got a free ride. He's going to play for the U. This is an exciting day for he and his family. And he's got, 
this Caspito guy starting a fight with Florida to drag it all. I mean, it's all in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. care that he's getting paid, but like, uh, like just we'll comment on all this in a couple days. Just whatever. Right. Let Let's, the kid have his day. Let him have his day. Instead, it's like, oh, well, I wouldn't talk to these guys. I'm not. That's what got the Florida fans really mad. Right. It's like, if you really care about your client, let's celebrate the client's day. I don't understand the, the, the statements. I just don't. I don't get the fight. I right. Go ahead and get as much money as you can for these kids. Great. Yeah. No. I mean, right. John Ruiz is a billionaire or something. He's got money. If it's his money. Great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Rich guy gave a less rich family money. It's a good day, but it turns into this big slog because you have all these people arguing over crap. Right. You got a grandstanding lawyer. You got an angry collective. And now, that, again, this does boil down to a boomerang back to the question. Is your is your collective offering good. up front or is your collective saying this is what you can get if you come here and become a starter? And there's definitely two schools of thought on that. And. There's a lot of people who believe that if if your if your school is going by the latter school of thought and abiding by the presumptive NCAA rules and saying we're not going to make you an offer now, but if you come here and become the starter, this is what you can get. That you're falling behind and or losing. Uh, and again, I don't know what's true, or what's not true, but there's a belief out there that that's the case. And fans believe it. Fans are all over the message boards, freaking out. If you fall behind enough in recruiting, even before you've even coached your first game, like Billy Napier at Florida, then people are going to start losing their minds more and more quickly. Also, Rashada's sophomore and junior years, they will play Florida. Yeah. At Florida, they're at the Swamp in 2024, and they're down in uh, South Florida in uh, 2025. So uh, there's that. There's certainly the momentum of these two programs. It's kind of funny. They're fighting over some kid from California of all the players in the state of Florida for them right. to fight over. Yeah. But hey, I if the Gators and the and the Canes want to get into a, 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 a big time beef, I am all here for it. And so isn't everyone else in college football. <laughs> yes. Like when it gets salty down in Florida, it gets salty. Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Now, all we need now is for the Knowles to get back to some level of competence. And uh, and they just swiped. There, there was the big offensive yeah. lineman, right? Yeah, uh, offensive lineman Roderick Kearney, who uh, visited Florida's official visit over the weekend, apparently left Gainesville and like a, within a half an hour later had committed to Florida State, which, uh, hey, when you know, you know. But if if you know that quickly right after your official visit to Gainesville, might not have had a great visit. Um, yeah, so. what they serve them for breakfast on a Sunday morning. <laughs> it, didn't hit. it, it, uh, yeah. So it wasn't a very good Sunday for for Florida on the recruiting trail, and well, the I fans. Think there's a portion of us that you know became fans. I remember when all three programs were in the top five. Yeah, at the same time, and generally their problem is that each one ascends to uh, in, incredible heights, and then the scandal that follows is usually just absolutely, you know. Also of incredible heights. I mean, there's two 30 for 30s on the Canes. (laughs) (laughs) We had a large portion of our Aaron Hernandez doc on the Gators. (laughs) Yeah. Generally, it's like it's like whack-a-mole down there. One's just got a bad coach, so he's (laughs) he's not doing very well. One's just in the depths of like NCAA probation. And then one rises up and does really well until the the general dysfunction of the state of Florida un- overwhelms that one, and then that one goes to the probation, and then someone else finally gets the right co- pot. And so it's just, I want them all good at once. Uh, well, well, we're we're a long way from that right now. They got some ground to cover. <laughs> well, we got Rashada. We got we Rashada. Got, got Rashada. Let's see if they can uh, get some other guys. We're not quite to the pre-Sugar Bowl, like, Bourbon Street fight level between yeah. these guys, but we're getting there. <laughs> That's what you get. Fights on Bourbon Street between them. Yeah. Just, it's just great. Sebastian Janikowski, like, miss blowing curfew by hours, and Bobby Bowden, like, so what? He's still our kicker. He's <laughs> the kicker, man. <laughs> Don't make him game captain. Yeah. Free Shoes University, the Crab Legs. Yeah. 37 arrested in Gainesville. <laughs> Miami walking out of the Fiesta Bowl buffet thing with the U U is back and no one is happier than Billy Corbin who can make money off another (laughs) documentary in about five years. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, crash or burn or uh, just the natties. Either way, yeah. these, there's going to yeah, be an episode Usually three. all of it. Yeah. All yeah. of it, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Um, so on the quarterback recruiting, this is where we're at at this point. Of the top 15 on 24-7, and these are the ones that are ranked basically 300 or up, there are 15 quarterbacks. 12 of them are committed. So the cycle is almost over. And I'll, I'll just read them off, and we can discuss different ones if any become particularly interest to you. Uh, they're scattering about, uh, as they tend to do. But Arch Manning, Texas. Heard about that. Uh, yep. Heard about that one. Malachi Nelson to SC. Yeah. Formerly Oklahoma. Yep. Nico Iamaleva, uh from Long Beach Poly is headed to Tennessee. So that's two, two out in L.A. Uh, Dante Moore of Detroit is number four. Now, he was just at Oregon, got to meet uh, Marcus Mariota. And there is a strong belief that's where he's going to end up probably fairly soon. Yep. Michigan is still a factor, though. Yeah. But yeah. for a while, it looked like Notre Dame, but he never did commit. Um, he went to A&M, but didn't, didn't commit there. And there's a real belief LSU still in there, but there's a real belief it's Oregon or Michigan right now. And a lot of people would take uh, Oregon. Uh, thoughts on that one that could still happen. Yep. Yeah, we've we've followed that one fairly closely. We saw the pictures of him sitting on Notre Dame's gold throne, but then they they got um, Lloyd Carr's uh, grandson. He committed first, and that may have changed the equation there. Uh, John Garcia for us at Sports Illustrated does a very good job covering recruiting. Said that wrote today the buzz even before Moore made his U trip to Eugene has been building for first year coach Dan Landing and the Ducks possibly landing one of the nation's best. Since making the trip, there's even more confidence Moore is potentially landing with Oregon, though he does not appear to be in a rush to make a decision. So that would be a a big, big coup, uh, Dan Lanning in his first year there at, at Oregon. And again, I mean, it hurts Jim Harbaugh. If you got a kid from Ann Arbor and a kid from Detroit, and they're both four-star, five-star quarterbacks, and neither of them are going to Michigan, I'm sorry, that's not good. Uh, it's not. He had it stacked up for these two guys. And uh, Dante Moore, they offered when he was still in the eighth grade and it's the home school and Detroit is a Michigan stronghold. This kid's a huge star in the city. Yeah, not not good. There is not good. They will point to the idea they're going to get Jaden Davis out of Charlotte, who's a, a f- going to be a five star quarterback in the class of 2024 and is actually ranked higher than A.J. Carr. Um, but we'll see. A year ago, they would have there would have been a long lot of projection. They would have gotten Dante Moore and uh, CJ Carr. You know, Georgia didn't get a great recruit this year at quarterback. Right. Um, some of the other, you know, Alabama is going to come every year. LSU didn't get. You know, the, the, the Southern schools are going to come for come for that. So you're battling on you know someone else's turf. Not good for Michigan. I don't, there's no way. There's no good way to spin it if he does not. If he if Dante Moore ends up at Oregon. Huge for Oregon, though. Yeah, absolutely. And Dan Lanning. I mean, that's it's very, very impressive for them to. And I, yeah, I know everyone's going to scream nil and all that or collectives. Look, man, that's just the reality. If Michigan can't get his collective situation figured out, that's on them. And then the the, the other top uncommitted uh, quarterback, Owen Avery Johnson, is also also has Oregon in his top three. So they're sitting right. Three. Yeah, kid from uh, Wichita. He's looking at. Uh, uh, We'll get to it. I'm okay. going down the list here. Okay. 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 God almighty. Yeah. That I'm, I'm excited. Number? I'm going to the Elite 11 this week. We're, we're pumped. Yeah, we're going to have Sully on the ground at the Elite 11. Don't we get will. hit in the nose like Marsha Brady of the ball. <laughs> I'll try not to. It's down the street from my house. So I, I, I'm. Yeah. it's not like I'm doing major legwork here, but I'm rolling out kind of a bed, dated basically. reference. But yeah, careful. <laughs> Get on a swivel. On yeah. These guys have good accuracy. You'll probably be all right. Yeah. But I mean, if they get that, that's, that's a huge get and uh great sign for Oregon. So it's funny because these guys are like the, the LA kids, like Nico's headed to Tennessee. The Detroit kids head to West Coast. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no one's staying where they're supposed to. Clemson got to get out of Alabama. Alabama got to get out of Louisiana. <laughs> like, yeah, what, Louisiana superstars going to Texas. I mean, it's yeah. wild. It is it's wild. It's interesting. The the the, the home the home state ties are not working with the quarterbacks at least. All right. All right. Jackson Arnold is number five. Guyer from Denton, Texas. He's going to OU. That's a Metroplex. That's not a big surprise. Christopher Vizina from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, is headed to Clemson. 
And again, this is the sixth best quarterback. He's number 33 nationally on 24-7. So um, Jaden Rashada is head to the U. Eli Holstein is going from Zachary, Louisiana to Alabama. You then have Dylan Lonergan from Smellville, Georgia. And this one's pretty interesting. There is a uh, 24-7 crystal ball has South Carolina mm. leading on him. Stanford just got a visit. He also visited Alabama earlier this month. Uh, Georgia does not seem to be involved. So that would be a massive get for Shane Beamer. Yes, absolutely. And Shane has recruited well so far. I mean, we'll see. They got to put it together on the field, but um, he's he's working it. Yeah. Well, he's at, yeah, he's working it. He's shown a lot of energy to the program, and it's not easy. I mean, that's just a tough deal. It reminds me a lot of like Michigan State. You're just surrounded. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, it's once tough. once once Clemson got going, once William Christopher got Clemson going, and it's a smaller state. So there's I mean, there's a lot more players and there's a lot of players in South Carolina. But when you got that there, and then your Georgia's there, and yeah, you're only a few hours from Atlanta, but everyone's recruiting that. And it's just mm-hmm. Yeah, if they can get a a potential, you know, this is really a four star number ninety three nationally, uh, a top QB though, huge statement for uh, for South Carolina. So that one's going to be interesting. Uh, we got Pierce Clarkson from Bellflower, California, heading to Louisville. We talked about him last week. Yep. We have Ricky Collins from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, headed to Purdue. Yep. Now that then that's an interesting one. There, I have seen some. Speculation. I mean that that he's been involved with other schools. Uh, I think Purdue still feels like uh, they can get him, but uh, I'm trying to see here. I think I think he visited Florida State, and LSU has been pushing for him. Brian Kelly's involved there now. Uh, Purdue still feels like uh, they again they can keep Ricky Collins, but it's not necessarily a slam dunk at this point. Even though he did commit, it's been committed a long time ago to Purdue. Committed, but took a visit to Florida State on June 10th. So, yeah. Uh, then we have this guy you guys were very excited about, Avery Johnson from Mays, Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Mays is a suburb of Wichita. I looked that up because I was like, where the hell is Mays, Kansas? Okay. Suburb of Wichita. Oregon is involved. They visited a few weeks ago. Washington also. A lot of belief he could end up at Kansas State, which would be massive. Hell yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Emaw, baby. <laughs> I want Kansas State to be good. Skylar Thompson's fun story, and I mean, come on, the dudes won a million national titles. They're building the power in Manhattan. Uh, I mean, this to done- me is this to me is the example of what both NIL and its best form, its most, its its supposed form, in even in the collective, like Kansas State has one shot at a kid like this. Right. Oregon has they 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 got they're in on everybody. You can pool your resources. You can also say, I mean, case they just got a kid from Colorado, good quarterback, but it, they, they, the, the fan base will be so excited for you. Yeah. If you go to one of these other schools, you're just another guy at that school. And But if you go to K-State, you are a legend in the state of Kansas right away. Absolutely. Yeah. Does, if, you, if you stay home and you turn down Oregon and Washington's the other finalist, which is interesting in and of its own right, uh, that, yeah. That you, you that's where you can go into the scholarship for life territory. If you go and become a decent player, good player, great player, and you know comport yourself relatively well, you can get jobs. You can be a hero in the town forever. I mean, you know things can. I've seen it with Kentucky basketball, Indiana basketball. You go put on those uniform for the home state school, they'll love you forever. I like this. I like the strategy, though, because you have a, a a bidding war starting between the ducks and the dogs, the hated rivals, <laughs> and that that's just going to pump the number up. And then you go back to Kansas State and be like, "Hey, like, what are we doing here? Eh? Look, look at these two buffoons <laughs> just battling each other." Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a hometown discount, but it's still going to be good. Yeah, yeah, he'll 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 own like you know, thousand acres of wheat field somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Superman's farm in Smallville. (laughs) (laughs) I have that. It's a good point. Superman came from Kansas, didn't he? All right. So that's a huge one for K-State. I mean, you only get so many cracks at it. If you got them, get them. July 5th is supposed to be Avery Johnson's announcement. 3 p.m. Central at Mays High School. 
July 5th. Yep. I feel like a kid from Mays, Kansas should announce on the 4th of July. <laughs> and then he should pick Kansas right in during his hometown parade. <laughs> Wrap himself in the American flag. Get put on the purple. Dog. Yeah. There you go. All right. Austin Novasad from Dripping Springs, Texas is headed to Baylor. Maybe. JJ Cool from Ankeny, Iowa is headed to Iowa State. Don't drink the water, JJ. <laughs> uh, Novasad has also taken some other visits. So yeah, he's, everyone's he's, in on Novasad. Ohio State, Texas A&M, Stanford, all trying to to change his mind, get him off of Baylor. So we'll see. There's some drama in Dripping Springs still. Good luck, Baylor, holding the holding off the. That's the thing. Everyone gets desperate on this. Yep. Uh, and then finally, Braden Dorman from Colorado's head to Arizona. He's kind of had an uptick. What they win one last year or two? But yeah, they're they they were a lot of promise. Extremely well for a school that has been pathetic in recent years. Yeah. So all of that is happening in the uh, the great world of quarterback recruiting, class of 2023 edition. As the QBs turn. There we All go. Right. So, Sully, what are you gonna? What are you gonna bring? A clipboard? Can we get a visor? <laughs> what are I you might, gonna be doing? I might out have there? a visor out there. I can. I might dig up a little visor. Are you gonna wear a Tennessee garb? Absolutely not. Okay. Good. Yeah. You're no, supposed to be a member of the media. This is this is not my first rodeo, guys. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Do we? I have, did. I did go to journalism school. I wasn't. Did a you wear? <laughs> did you wear the Tennessee yeah. stuff at your first rodeo? No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> Mm-mm. I was working at do the NFL have, at the time, and no, uh, no, no Tennessee guard. Do we have podcast merch? Can you wear like a, a college football inquirer uh, shirt have, out there? I have an old backpack, like an old like workout, you know, string backpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. that has our old logo on, and I might, I might bring that out with the full equipment. Right. Yeah, let the people know the most influential podcast in America is there. You know, that's right. All right, uh, we talked last week about Arch Manning not just being good for himself uh, for Texas, but everything else. I think they've gotten five commitments, including four on Sunday, since since he went there. Four offensive linemen, is that it, Pat? Four offensive linemen and a wide receiver on Sunday alone. Yeah, there you to go. Texas. Everyone so, wants to block for him. Hey, we said, we said that the coattails would be there to ride, and boy, are they. Uh, very impressive. Yeah. They're not super highly rated, though. No, but... Still a couple uh, four stars in that group, which is pretty good. Yeah. One offensive lineman is a top 200 player. There's a top 300, 329, 5'8", 5'8". Sark's got to do better than that. Uh, He just might do better than that. He's got to. That's good, but that's not going to beat Alabama. So, I don't know. Got Arch Manning. I want to see a whole bunch of top 100 players coming in. They've got uh, Ryan Niblett. I mean, they lost the, their running back to to Louisville. Let's go, Horns. <laughs> I think the Horns are going to be okay. They're going to be okay. All right. One other uh, update on the Arch Manning. Uh, I, I made mention that his uh, his father, Cooper, has been known to, uh, to sit on a bar stool at the Kingpin in New Orleans. Uh, my sources at the Kingpin reached out. Cooper is, of course, welcome, and that they may have some pappy waiting for me for giving the bar shout out, but they ain't they ain't drinking that Sweetens Cove down there. Ah, they are they they are not necessarily a Sweetens Cove bar, except for where Cooper's involved. So no, okay, so he has. Well, hold on, hold on. They've got Pappy Van Winkle, the famed uh, with the famed uh, bourbon. You get some, but not Cooper because you've been giving him a lot of pub on this pod. I think that's kind of the way it went. Let's say I have a text exchange here. And then they trashed whatever the hell you guys were talking about them drinking. Yeah, the Manning whiskey. Yeah. If any bar owner wants to give me Pappy Van Winkle, I'll talk about the (laughs) damn thing. Every I can't even get a free bush light out of the damn bush light. (laughs) And absolutely nobody, nobody stands with bush light. except me. Nobody. See, you drink the wrong stuff and you're you're standing for the wrong people. I'm I'm now available. I'm open. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm committed. But I'm taking visits. Let's just say that. <laughs> Might go to the Pappy Distillery. Yeah, there you go. That's that's yeah. You need to make an official visit list of uh, of distilleries you'll go visit. I'll take anything for free. <laughs> Sorry, this you got to you got to know the right people, man. Apparently, you don't. I don't know anybody. Apparently. <laughs> 
Three Miller Lights up at 24 Seconds Pub in Berkeley, Michigan. Okay. It's a good spot. You enjoy that. I'll send you a picture of my glass of Pappy the next time I'm this in the area of the This kingdom. is absolutely atrocious. That bothers me. This bothers me. <laughs> yeah, Bush Light's done nothing for me. I'm kind of down on them right now. Yeah. I had a couple of tasty Bush Lights the other day. So. Yeah, I saw you were reading your, your football preview magazines with the Bush Light, right? Little- I was. I was. And I... I Read the Iowa State one, and I thought, hey, this would be a good... I'm doing show prep here, Pat. <laughs> there we go. The show never sleeps. We're always prepping. Yeah, always tell my family prepping. to leave me alone in the backyard while I prep for the show. End of <laughs> June, top of July is the best magazine season. You know, you're just, it is. Just Absolutely. sitting around, got some extra time, flipping through, reading yep. random teams. I'll read about Hawaii today. You know, it's the best, <laughs> yep. best feeling. <laughs> Got my, you know, you, you've got strong opinions on the Division Two championship race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really is. That's so con is strong. Uh, Can't believe Athlon thinks that's the brand. <laughs> Central Arkansas's got problems. They got holes in the schedule and the roster. <laughs> but so, speaking of show prep and getting ready for this upcoming season, somebody posted the question on Twitter: like, what's the the one game you're most looking forward to this season? I chimed in, which what I thought was very obvious, certainly for the purposes of this podcast. November 4th, Friday night, UMass at UConn, the New England United Bowl. If you, uh, you, you're going to need a few bush lights to get through that oh, one. Geez. <laughs> Friday night, though, huh? Friday night. New England is the epicenter of college football on that one night. Duke plays at BC. UMass plays at UConn. I'm sure the fervor will be incredible. Nobody will even be talking about the Patriots. Won't be, you know, this will be start of NBA and NHL. Nobody will notice because they're going to be just so wound up for those two clashes of Titans. Tens of thousands will collectively attend those two games. Maybe. Uh, well, I expect you there to try to drive between, like do a double dip, that that old gimmick. There, yeah, right, right. That would be the gimmick. I, unfortunately, I think they kick off it's both at the same time. So you might have to well, do first half, second half, but still. Yeah. There wouldn't be much traffic between them because ain't nobody going to either game. Yeah. There was people did were actually pushing on Twitter for uh, Wetzel to to do the coin toss at at uh, the New England United Bowl. I don't uh, think I'm very popular with either program since I basically my opinion is you both suck so bad you should combine teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of where the pod does run into trouble. We have lampooned uh, New England United to the point where Friday I mean, night though that'd be a hell of a tailgate. Could be. See if anybody goes into the stadium. Where's the game? It's in uh, at Rensselaer Field, the Rens. On East Hartford? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the Which is how far oh. from stores? I mean, yeah. Like an hour, 40 minutes. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that that'd be the best tailgate. Like, if you're like, you know, what, what game should I go to this year to feel the passion of college football? <laughs> Friday night at uh, East Hartford. Uh, buzzing you can <laughs> feel it in the air just i give be. credit to the people that are there though those are real football fans yeah if you go god love you yeah it's not like oh i mean anyone will go to a top five game right you're at that you're real you're real stuff so all right yeah. Yeah. i'll yeah I, I get your little you know you're being cute with your little put down of new england united but the guys are working hard the boys are working hard this year <laughs> they are they are getting ready to turn it around Turn it around. The two teams are going to... Someone is going to win. Someone yeah. is absolutely getting a W. They may yeah. they may go in winless, but they're, somebody's coming out with a W. Uh, Ole Miss won the College Baseball World Series. Yep. Stunner. Sully, you didn't see that one coming, did you? I did. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't win. When we talked about it going in the Super Regionals, after Tennessee was, you know, gone and dead and done... You mm-hmm. asked me, all right, but you know, it's kind of sad, you know, there's, oh, there's all right. The big guys aren't playing. And I said, well, watch out for Ole Miss and Tim Elko because that's a fun story. Okay. They're really good. They're the last yes. team in and they can make a run. You did say that. You I did, did say that. I mean, they can make a run. There was only, I mean, all right, whatever. Um, <laughs> They can make a run. But they really were the last team in the tournament, right? They were yeah. the last. It's Oregon crazy. State won it in eight in eighteen as a uh, last team in college baseball viewership up seventeen percent year over year on ESPN. Yeah, big. There is going to be all sorts of sports that are going to get a really good deal now when they if they break out 
and sell these things on an individual basis. Some of these sports ratings have been really good. Yep. There is a there is a hunger for non just basketball, football, college sports. Now, they're not going to reach those numbers, but baseball, gymnastics, we talked about, volleyball. Didn't it? The Big Ten's going to do its own volleyball media day this year. Yeah. Two-day deal. Seven teams one day, seven the next at uh, Big Ten Network headquarters. Very smart, I think. Softball. uh, You know, lacrosse keeps growing in popularity. Maybe one day the hockey tournament won't spend most of its time on ESPN News. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a nice year-over-year bump. It's incredible. I mean, that yeah, that's that's significant. And I don't know why, you know, I can't think of any organic reason for that other than people are starting to really click into college baseball. And it's outdrawing MLB games on ESPN and the college games on like ESPN too. Like I college baseball is fun. First off, yeah, the mullet and mustache factor alone. <laughs> tremendous. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, it's, you know, I don't love the bats and stuff, but it makes it interesting. Yeah. The games last too long, especially, you know, when it's 14 to 11 and, you know, it takes forever. But, but it's a lot of blowouts too. So, yeah. I don't know. It's definitely become way bigger deal in the South. It is now like the thing in the South for the spring. Sure. And that's probably where they're getting a lot of their stuff. Didn't you say SEC Network did a really good job of, uh, on Friday nights and stuff, Sully. Yeah, well, ESPN the 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 they have a red zone whip around during the tournament. That's really good. And yeah, the SEC Network does have like a softball, baseball specific show that that gives the, those two sports a, a bump. I think it's called Starting Nine, maybe. But yeah, the 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 red zone college baseball was some of the the best content I've seen in a long time. Where it's it's just constant action, home run here, home run there, and it's you know you got a million teams playing at the same time. So really compelling stuff. Finally, the the conclusion of the Rocco's Jello Shot Challenge. Yeah. Uh, my rant last week on, on Bonnie and Kevin. <laughs> Some people thought I was a little, little too tough on them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're the they're the owners of Rocco's. Uh, they 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 if you don't know, they're selling the Jello shots at four fifty. The Jello shot is very cheap. They're making a fortune off it. I gave them the small sample Heisman for that because I was very proud of them to uh, basically prey on the dysfunction, uh, emotional and mental and uh, alcoholic dysfunction of college baseball fans. Genius. But then they decided to give some of their money to charity, which is a very uncollegiate sports type thing. I had an athletic director <laughs> say I actually wasn't mean enough to them that my proposal where they create the, he said, uh, my proposal where they created the 501c3 to quote unquote donate the profits from the Arkansas and Ole Miss shots rather than giving them to an act the money right to a food bank. And I basically, they were able to launder the money that way. He said, I completely, this is why I'm, I'm an amateur in the bowl. I don't have a bowl game. The whole thing should be a, a charity. So you get all the shots. Why only, why only take the charitable make it a nonprofit for some of the shots, all of them. I'm missing, I'm leaving money on the table. Then you have more money to spend going to things like the Fiesta Frolic as a quote unquote liaison opportunity. (laughs) And the college football playoff meetings as a liaison in case you try to, and you just, you can write off your vacation to whatever, whether Park City, right? Yeah. And say you were trying to lobby the college football playoff to stage the championship game in Omaha. <laughs> so it was very naive of me. So I, I feel bad. Kevin and Bonnie, I gave you decent advice, but not I was not as cutthroat as the bowl industry. So there you go. Even I can't keep up with those guys. <laughs> even you. Black hearted. Steal the soulless. money as well as yeah. the bowl industry and all the people that surround college sports and leash off this thing. And then decry the fact that some quarterback from Pittsburgh, California, might have gotten a couple bucks. That's my money. <laughs> anyway, uh, in the uh, end, an astounding 30,385 jello shots were sold. My goodness. 30,000. <laughs> how, how many days is this? 10? 9? Friday, to, on Friday, Friday to Sunday. Friday to Sunday. So nine, nine days. days. 10 days. Nine yes. days. 30,000 jello shots. 
more than three grand, grand a day. I, I mean, uh, total sales, $136,732.50. Wow. That's how much Jello shot. I'm telling you, they cleared oh. over a hundred grand in nine days. <laughs> oh, just on the Jello. Forget the just pizza. Just on the Jello. Or the, the beer beers, or anything else. The beer, the pizza, everything else they did. Just the Jello. They ran out of Jello on on uh, Sunday and were just selling regular shots, and it would count to Ole Miss's <laughs> talent. Out of Jell-O. There was a, there was a Jello shortage in Omaha. They ran. They they ate. They 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 ran out of Jello in Omaha. They drank <clears throat> Omaha dry of Jello. I hope they recycled the little plastic cups that the Jello shots. Come I think in. it comes in a little container. It's like a pre-made. Right. So they 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 need fortunately. To Fortunately, Kevin and Bonnie aren't back trying to make that much Jello, like one packet at a time yeah. or something. Could you imagine <laughs> just stirring Jello all day long? The, yeah. the yeah, the Jello cook would have would have quit days ago. Oh, that mm. poor yeah yeah. No. Although they might want it to get even a higher profit margin. Yeah. Old <laughs> Old Miss now has the Jello shot challenge record of eighteen thousand and three. I don't think that can be broken. Oh, I'm gonna say. On. Oh, man. Absolutely can be broken. That is Joe DiMaggio's 56-game uh, hitting streak right there. It's a hell of a number, but it can be broken because they, they had one less day to do it in. So if you go to a game three. That's true. That's true. And the natty. True, but yeah. So the issue here is literally getting access to the bar. I think they right. need to do it. If they extend this, they also own a place called Lefties. Yeah. They're, they're they need right to extend there. it to other places. The, the issue is just how many people can fit in this bar. Right. Well, what they need, Sully, correct me if I'm wrong, don't they close that street um, for at least part of the College World Series? Like, they, mm-hmm. they need to set up an outdoor street vendor, like, colossal bar to, to handle that there. Yeah, it's like right across the street from Tent City, as they yeah. call it. Yeah. With all, all the vendors and the t-shirt shops and all that stuff. So, yeah, put, put one in Tent City, too. Basically, I think the pod needs to be hired as consultants to Ted and Bonnie because Wetzel can help them, you know, commit white laundry money. Yeah. Yeah. And we can help them with their point of purchase uh, plan. It's just charity. I'm not, we didn't make a dollar off of this. (laughs) It's all for the kids. (laughs) Food banks, Uh, Ole Miss 18,000, Arkansas, which of course wasn't there at the end. They lost the semis uh, way back in, at 8,661. Impressive effort, though, by the Hogs. Who Had did? a great run. Had a great run. Yeah. Texas A&M came in third, 1325. It's basically the, the, the Jimbo Fisher performance of, uh, you know, for all their money and all their might, they still came in third. <laughs> OU, 814 is fourth. Uh, Notre Dame is fifth at 607. I got some heat from Notre Dame fans because I compared them to Stanford. I grouped them with Stanford as a non-contender. Yeah, that, that was that actually gets... a sign of like sort of respect because <laughs> I just that, figured you guys that disres- really... disrespects the drunk Catholic factor. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to the Irish fans that like Jello shots, but uh, I I thought yeah. Uh, then we had uh, Auburn 430. That's basically ranked 18th in the AP poll, which they always are in football. <laughs> Texas. 316. Weak. Weak. Lost to Kansas. Yeah. That's a five win. But next year will be good. We got Arch Manning. Yeah. Um, and then finally, a disinterested Stanford. 229. I'm surprised it's that high. I'm kind of embarrassed for the Stanford fans that did go fall for this. At least That's they like got basic- over 100. <laughs> they they should have had zero. A while. They should have had zero. Someone who got into Stanford legitimate. These are the kids that were on the fake crew team. <laughs> A legit Stanford person would never participate in this. <laughs> They'd say this is overpriced, underpoured, and stupid on its face. And I would analyze, we're going to get our ass kicked by these crazy SEC fans anyway. It should be zero. So the 229 is a sign that they let in kids based on my dad bought a building. <laughs> Don't only, no the, the, no legit Stanford admit E. Bought a jello shot. That's my we, take. We we now have evidence of varsity blues favoritism based on jello Absolutely. shot consumption. Right. The there Aunt Becky's kid of Stanford, right? This is that. Oh yeah, I'm good on the on the uh cribbage team. <laughs> They're the ones oh. buying that. Or somebody I, felt bad for him and was like, put mine on their tab. I'll maintain that uh 
your your jello shot consumption is inverse to your proximity to Napa. Stanford's the closest to Napa. They ain't doing jello shots. Pathetic effort by Texas. 316. Should yeah, be that's shame. weak. That is don't weak. pretend you're better than this because you right. aren't. No. Uh, so anyway, hopefully we don't talk about jello shots for another 49 <laughs> weeks. <or something. laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll revisit it next June. <laughs> we probably will. <laughs> Sully, can Tennessee get to 20,000 next year? If they make and how it, many of them will you consume? Uh, if, I would if Tennessee gets there and makes the championship series, yeah, I'm, I think we're in I'll for... I'll beat I Stanford's think, number. Yeah, Sully will single-handedly You will personally Stanford. defeat Stanford? Yes. Yeah, that would be my goal. 230? I believe I'll just it. go for oh. all... I'll go for the entire week and just <laughs> get there at 8 a.m. and start. Uh-uh. <laughs> I cannot I, imagine the ramifications of 230 jello shots in a week <laughs> on a person, on one person's well, body. <laughs> I think I know, actually, the main reason Mississippi reached that number was the video that, w- that was out there of the Mississippi fan who was so drunk that his lower body was moving forward, but his upper body was moving backwards as he was trying to Oh, walk. that was amazing. Yeah, I saw I mean, that. Almost Michael impossible. Jackson, in the heat of his dancing ability, could not have pulled <laughs> yeah, that balance right? off. Until yeah. he wound up on his ass. Yeah. So we're if I stay for nine days, we're we're about a, a jello shot an hour. If if I Oof. try to beat Stanford by myself. Oof. So you, uh, you you're allowed to enlist a couple of friends. Yeah. That that's possible. All right. We've been getting a lot of uh elephant stories sent to us. <laughs> Guys are the best, honestly. <laughs> yeah, somehow or another, we became we become an elephant pod. I mean literally, I had no idea there were this many stories about elephants. Yeah, they're everywhere. They really are. Dead elephants everywhere. Who Dead knows? elephants, angry elephants. What happened? Uh, we, but we got this one, and uh, it's, a, it's a throwback. It's the seventh anniversary of quite a story. <laughs> um, this is from Alabama, where, you know, the rest of the world focuses on Florida, man. We're big on Alabama, man. Yeah, we are. tide. Yeah. Hayden Smith, uh, you know, in his mugshot, he looks like a decent-looking guy there. Got the Bama bangs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 years old at the time. He's 25 now. So I'm going to look up inmate lookup in a second to see if he's uh where where he's at because that'll be my first my first guess. <laughs> there's there's such a thing as inmate lookup. You can find out the status of various prisoners. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Right. Hold on. I'll, I'll do it right now. We'll cut right back at the Alabama Department of Corrections has zero Hayden Smiths in its uh, custody right now. So good job, okay. Hayden. Good. He stayed out. Got <laughs> he out. Got stayed out. Unless you got extradited to Florida or something. Yeah, he might be somewhere else. They have to do a national search. Uh, well, anyway, at the time, uh, he was having some troubles with his uh, girlfriend. And he uh, sought to have his mother try to intervene through her, the girlfriend's parents. This is not really, I would think, not a good, you know, we give relationship advice at certain times, Pat. Yeah. When you're trying to bring in the parents. Yeah, not usually a good move. No, and don't count on her parents being on your side. They're probably like, uh, no. They're not on and, your side. And, and I mean, most parents have bad ideas anyway. I say this as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> Comes to like relationships? No. I No. Yeah, they called <laughs> yeah. David a genius for cutting a baby in half. That's a lot of the same parental <laughs> advice that I've seen over the years. Well, here here's what we have. A Limestone County Sheriff's deputy says a domestic incident in Elkmont ended with several dead chickens oh and a young man in jail. <laughs> several <laughs> dead chickens. I'm reading paragraph two. Jonathan Grass uh, at AL.com. Great lead. The charges are against 18-year-old Hayden Smith. Uh, deputies say Smith's mother called them after he sent her threatening texts. Uh, I mean, how how threatening when your mom is calling the cops on you? <laughs> Uh, deputies say Smith texted her, the, this is the mother, texted the mother Thursday morning saying he would kill a chicken every 15 minutes until she contacted his girlfriend's parents and mended his relationship with his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a stratagem. <laughs> Holy moly. Apparently she has chickens and they were being used as hostages. <laughs> yeah, right. He gave her a deadline of noon until the chicken massacre started. He also threatened to burn her house down and kill any responding deputies and kill himself. All right, this got serious. This got dark. So the massacre began. He killed six chickens, apparently every 15 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Every 15 minutes, he texted his mother a photo of a dead chicken. Oh, God. Smith was arrested and charged with third-degree domestic violence and third-degree criminal mischief. 
Okay. Sociopath. My question is, why did it take six chickens and an hour and a half before mom said, all right, that's it? <laughs> here's your well. Here's the problem. Well, look, kids don't want to actually pick up the phone and talk. They, they would rather, rather text. What if mom's like, you know, doing something? What if she's unavailable to respond to the text? What if she's taking a nap? What if she's working? What if she's uh, at the grocery store and they can't answer your texts right away? As a matter of fact, Dan Wetzel would be... You, there would be a lot of dead chickens on your watch because you sometimes go can go quite a while without responding to a text. So <laughs> I, I am I am blaming the method of communication. What would be your reaction if you were like mowing the lawn and then come back into like six <laughs> pictures come of back, dead chickens? Come back to this chicken slaughter. Yeah. I, I would mean, not be in a good good place. No, it'd be bad. It'd be bad. Boy, you have a hell of a feast that night. <laughs> you got to clean them, though. I mean, I'd be like, dude, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, how many chicken, how many dead chicken photos would it take before you call the police? We can people's court this one. Yeah. Well, for one. me, it would be one. Yes. One. I, I would have a low tolerance for that. For, for this is why you're not a mo- the mother's love knows almost no bounds, but apparently six chickens is the limit. <laughs> Absolute crazy. And this all happened seven years ago. Uh, seven years ago. I don't know what sentence he got. I'm finding an arraignment. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I bet there was a plea reached. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. Uh, someone, uh, someone decided we need to hear this story. <laughs> Do you think he can eat chicken without remorse after that? I mean, can, <laughs> you know, can you go to Popeye's and get the spicy chicken sandwich without feeling terrible or not? I, mean, I know I wouldn't. No, I'd feel Why, You feel guilt over the chicken murders? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What about the relationship? Did it end? Did it? What? No. If it didn't, shame on her. Yeah. I mean, you cannot go back. No. I'm guessing we don't have a lot of like teenage girls listening to this podcast, but if any are listening, <laughs> if you're dating a guy and he starts murdering chickens to win your affection, yeah. go the other way. Yeah. This is like that. The guy who shot Reagan. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Right? John, I mean, John not, Hinckley. This is not impressive. And, and yeah, for the young men that are listening... This is not how you win the heart of a young lady. No. Treat her nice. Talk to her. Try to find out her interests. You know, maybe some flowers or something. I don't know. Yeah, that was John but, Hinckley trying to impress Jodie Foster, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, see how work. chickens Didn't... I killed on your behalf? That's how bad we want to get back together. Yeah. We also had the Buffalo Romeo story way back when where the guy took a young lady on a date to Yellowstone. Oh, right. She ended up getting gored by a bison. <laughs> right. Yeah, he, and he ran the other way. Yeah, Remember he, that? he oh, took yeah. off. The so bison this, yeah. was coming. Instead of protecting his date, he took off the other direction. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, uh, that's right below. I, that's dude. just cowardice. That's yeah, just cowardice right. and lack of chivalry. <laughs> this is psycho. Don't kill <laughs> chickens and fight bison for your date. Is our vi- <laughs> dating that's, advice on this that's show. our relationship advice for this week yeah <laughs> we got problems that's our podcast come on go have a chicken sandwich for lunch though i went <laughs> yesterday it was amazing i found a new <laughs> national chicken place down the street from here yeah Woo, it's really? good. Mm-hmm. i don't know i think i'm gonna have to take a day off from chicken sandwiches after this one well, i feel like we're honoring them Salute, salute the sandwich. Honor the fallen, you... honor the fallen chickens. Yeah. Salute All the right. sandwich before you put mayonnaise on it. There'll be no mayonnaise on my chicken sandwich. All right, talk to y'all later.